Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Well, hello there. Welcome to our TD Jazz Fest Reggae and Ska Fest weekend edition of Tech Talk for June 25th and 26th of 20... No, 24th and 25th of 2023. I just realized there's a typo in the show notes there. Glad to have you along. Thanks very much for joining us, whether you are live with us on Saturday the 24th, Sunday the 25th, or the podcast sometime later. Glad that you make time for us. Before we go any further, I'd like to pause for a moment, and this is important to talk about certain comments I've made in the past on the topic of Shaw Webmail. Here on Tech Talk, we discuss everything tech, including all manner of products and services and the companies and brands that provide them. There's no problem with doing that. In fact, our wide-ranging subject matter and commentary on all things tech is part of what makes Tech Talk great. We'll continue to do that. No changes there. However, when it comes to statements about a specific product or service, it's on me to get it right and make sure that my comments are accurate and fair, and that's where I pledge to do better on the topic of Shaw Webmail. I apologize for any incorrect or confusing comments and opinions I made about Shaw Webmail on air or in the show notes in the past. Going forward, if you have any questions or concerns about your Shaw Webmail service, I encourage you to contact Shaw directly at one 472 I'll say that number again, one 472 Okay, with that said, on with the show. Joining me this weekend, making the big pilgrimage in from all the way out in Colwood, is Kyle Wilson. Kyle is a Colwood-based IT specialist, Wikipedia administrator, big breath here, a tech editor for Business Insider, also a contributor to Wired, The Verge, USA Today, and Motherboard, among others. And I swear you have a clone button somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I probably need one. Thanks for being here. And also behind the scenes... I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. You've been having fun with Midjourney. Yeah, there was the Midjourney. Actually, I didn't realize it came in. You sent me the uh, tweet about the five point, version 5.2 update. It's uh, only about well, maybe four, maybe five months ago we started talking, Kyle, about the new artificial intelligence-powered graphics programs and the new chatbots that were out there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like mind-boggling how far it's come. It is. It's absolutely amazing. And and I played around with uh, ChatGPT four, for example, and it's amazing how far it has come, even yep. from the the other version that you can get, which is three point five. Yes, it still needs some rules. Oh yes, it needs <laughs> plenty of rules. Please, industry, governments, whatever, get on with that part. But um, I encourage you to look at the show notes. They're long this week. Uh, I apologize for that. 11 pages worth, but I put some graphics in there. Unfortunately, there's also a lot of scam stuff up front, a lot of big changes in Shaw Mobile to Rogers, and also the first starting to see the changes for Shaw Home Service. We'll talk about that. But Brian's going to, if he has time here, he's going to put a picture into the show notes of one of the things he's done on the latest mid-journey. But where it will be useful for you and me in the past, Brian, we've talked about, I put in examples of some of the photos that I have touched up using uh, Deoldify, oh, yeah. which is from my heritage. Mm-hmm. Well, now they've come up with a standalone app. So this was the one we mm-hmm. were waiting for, for many of you that have got your grandpa's photo album, and you want to be able to capture all of those. So if you zip right down to item number 21 in the show notes, a superb new and for now free way to use artificial intelligence to repair, restore, and colorize photos with literally the tap of one button. It's called Reimagine. So MyHeritage has got de that you can use on the web. 
Yep. But for people with smartphones and tablets, this one is only an app. It works on iPhones, iPads, and on Android devices. And I put in an example that I did of a small damaged photo. You can see there's a giant crack right through the, the fellow's head and down the sides, and there's all sorts of other cracks at the top. That repair job is one click. And it did an awesome job in looking at it right now. Yeah, so I encourage you, if you've never been to the show notes before, apologies for those of you that this is a regular part of your weekend habit, go up to the address bar of your web browser, not the Bing or Google search box. Go up to the address bar at the top. On an iPhone, it might be at the bottom. And type in show notes, S-H-O-W-N-O-T-E-S dot C-A. And that will take you to the notes. And then go down to item number 21. We divide the notes up into security and tech news. There's lots of that. Deals that we find. Then the tech news of the week. Down at the bottom, we put any homework videos that people find or that I find that have a tech bent. And at the very bottom, a sign. This week's sign is from Helen in the Highlands. Thank you. Especially those of you waiting for hip surgery, you will enjoy that sign there. It's pretty good. Yeah, but this one, I was just absolutely blown away by what you can do. And you don't have to, you can literally take a a photo album and go click, 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 click and take all five pictures that are on the page and it will automatically crop out the edges for you before you get to correcting the angles. And it literally corrects all the angles and one touch, the colorization is just phenomenal. That's really cool. And it's free for now. Now, they've made it clear that later this year, because it's brand new, later this year, they will have a free version that you can use for seven days, and then you'll pay. But for now, it's totally free. There's a little My Heritage watermark it puts in the bottom right corner. Uh, this is uh, funny. I guess because it's only been out for such a short amount of time, it only has two reviews, and they're not good. They give it one star, I don't, but they don't seem to have any comments. I don't know if this is a competitor just trying to... Put them down. Yeah, it only just came out um, this past week, is my understanding. So so if you see this one with the one star, that is actually the one yeah. we're talking about. At first, I was like, this can't be the one Alan's mentioning. The, but, I- okay. the icon for it, it looks like... A shutter. Yeah. Like in, if you see it beneath the James yeah. Bond films, that kind of like... It, winning it's blue and white. Aperture. Right. Yeah, blue and white. Shutter. Is the color? Uh, it's purple background on with a white um, That's the one. aperture. Yeah. Anyway, try it out. See what you think. I just love that we can do that. And as Brian was saying, Midjourney V5, which is considered to currently be the best uh, AI-powered image creation engine available, they put out an update, V5.2, this week, and it adds an amazing zoom-out button. And I'm going, okay, what's that? So basically, you tell it to create a picture of, you know, whatever, 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 and you really like the results, and you have it tweak it a couple times till you're really happy. And now you tell it zoom out, and it basically, it's literally like the camera zooming out, and it adds all the background that you never specifically told it yeah, it's what it so, was. So this is um, their version of what Photoshop calls generative fill. And so you can yeah. pull out and say, okay, add 50% more to this side, and it will add more of a scene. That's really cool. And it can generate, like it sees, oh, there's a railing, there's a road, there's this lighting, and it seamlessly expands yeah. the photo. Based on what you said the photo was supposed to be, you know, I'm what, what, you know, age and what background, you know, a dark Paris night with rain, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever you told it to do, it will then generate and, and create amazing backgrounds, a mind-boggling technology. I'll, I'll show you guys more of what I did. I just, iCloud's not syncing on this work computer so that I can show you the images on the TV right now. Yeah. But uh, 
Well, there's an interesting one with the generative fill, though, because I did like a Vancouver Island inspired scene that's like boreal rainforest beach and such. And then I did the zoom, like the generative fill thing. And it was a nice, um, it's like a sunrise scene. And as it expanded, (laughs) added a second sunrise into the photo. (laughs) So there are still interesting things it does. Um, I also threw... It's like hands. Hands have have proven a real development. You end up sometimes with six fingers or four fingers. Yeah, well, hands are like, are, you know really hard to draw like any artist knows like hands are one of the most difficult things and the ai has such a hard time with them still because it's also got to get the angles right because Mm. in any photo you can tell that's one thing you can tell about faked photos sometimes if the hand angle isn't right you go "Uh Mm -hmm. uh-huh playing around anyway one other thing that's really interesting is it still can't get text you can't, I, so I tried, I said, make us new podcast artwork for Tech Talk. Mm-hmm. And you feed it Tech Talk in quotes. You say, write Tech Talk, use the text this, use this font. And it gives you the craziest names. Like, it looks like the font designer was on drugs. Yeah, yeah, like TKO, TKCH, TK. Like, and letters that don't exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, did we invent a new alphabet anyway? It's quite interesting because it doesn't really have a concept of text it hasn't been yeah. trained on that yeah so it's it takes a lot of skill to to point the ai how you want yeah but what it can do is just unreal but so. for those of you that i know you enjoy us telling you about um all these fun new stuff but the the useful we really try to focus on useful technology here hmm. so by all means if you have a mobile phone or a tablet Go to your Apple App Store or Google Play Store and search for Reimagine, all one word, Reimagine, purple and white, and download it. It's free. And just go grab a picture, just snap a yeah. picture uh, using your camera out of, a, out of an album. Take the most damaged picture you can find and then prepare it to be amazed. I, I love that technology. Okay, lots of security stuff. I hate dwelling on security stuff here, but on the other hand, we get so many great comments from those of you that say, thank you for saving me, I was about to click on that, things like that. So we'll do one off the top, and then we'll get to more, because we want to make sure that we can take lots of phone calls, texts, and emails here. So if you have uh, any Apple product, then there's some important but small security updates here. The big one for iPhones and iPads iOS, iPadOS 16.5.1. I put it in the show notes, item number one. It fixes two security holes, including one which hackers have started actively exploiting. It also fixes some bugs, only takes a few minutes to install. The only thing uh, about this, when you are going to do an update, Kyle, a new box pops up now. It says, use cellular data or don't use cellular data. It's generally best to install an update on Wi-Fi if you can. Uh, It'll eat into your data caps. This is not a big one, but in the scheme of things, as a general practice, unless you have a 60 gigabyte per month data cap, things like that, then no. That's just for people who are in a real hurry and don't, because it combines both Wi-Fi and cellular to download a big update faster, but... Yeah, I didn't know And why. I would also add in that there is an Apple Watch update as well. It'll be 9.5.2. Yes, and here's the key one. For those of you that have older iPhones or iPads and you can't handle iOS or your device can't handle iOS 16, because of the significance of these security holes, Apple has released a special security update for older devices, iOS 15.7.7 and iPad 15.7.7, which partially closes the holes. So that's good, Kyle, that they've done that. But there is a gentle warning in there. If your device can't handle 
iOS or iPadOS 16. Then it is time to upgrade because it's at least seven years old. And yeah. It's become insecure and slow. Yeah, you're going to find that when you go to get some apps on a device that can't do that, it says you need to update the app. And when you go to update the app, it says, no, sorry, your device can't handle the update. That's how far technology has come in a few years. And just while we're there, if you have a Mac made in the past seven years, Apple has released a matching Mac OS update to fix the same security holes. So for Ventura, that's Mac OS 13.4.1. And again, if you have an older Mac running Monterey or Big Sur, Apple has also released special security updates to at least partially patch the holes. For Big Sur, it's 11.7.8. For Monterey, it's 12.6.7. And again, for all of these, to get the update, you just click on the Apple logo in the upper left, then on About This Mac, and then on Software Update. But again, if your Mac can't get the update, if you can't get the Ventura... It's probably time to upgrade. Yeah. And you don't have to, Brian, we've said this in the past, you don't have to go out and buy a new iPhone or a new iPad or a new Mac if that's not within your budget. Sure. Just get a newer one. Yes. Yeah. And always, But keep in mind that you get seven, seven, eight years usually yeah. is what they kind of promise. So if you buy one that's four years old, you're going to be doing this again in three years. Yeah. So so better you try and get one in the two to three year old range because yes. that's going to buy you another five or six years and gosh knows what will happen in the next few years there. And most of us don't keep devices that long anyway. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, Saturday morning, we are live. If you're heading down to Jazz Fest or something, then Brian will make a podcast for you or Reggae and Ska Fest. Great to have our festival season underway. But if you're with us live, we'd love to help if you've got any questions at all, no dumb questions on this show, we will just try and get the answer. And if we don't know, we will tell you we won't know, and somebody will help us out. So star 1070 on a mobile phone, 250-386-1161 on a home phone, and by text, 107010. We've checked, and those texts do work anywhere in Canada if you're listening to us uh, live streaming. Please include your first name somewhere in the beginning or the end of the text. And you can also email us at techtalk at cfax1070.com. In addition to helping those of you that communicate with us by one of those methods, when we come back, some big and great new changes, including something that has disappeared from your credit card bill if you're on TELUS. 21 after the hour on Tech Talk on CFAX with Alan and Kyle and Brian. Great news. TELUS has quietly dropped its controversial 1.5% credit card processing fee, which it began adding onto bills last October. Didn't make an announcement. It just vanished. Amazing. Exactly. <laughs> the CRTC had vowed to do everything in its power to end the fee, but admitted it had no authority to make TELUS drop it. However, TELUS now says, after thoughtful review, we have removed the credit card processing fee on bill payments. We want our customers to know that we heard their concerns, and we thank them for sharing their feedback. You're welcome. Yeah, it definitely helped the CRT saying, we are going to make your life difficult if you're going to continue like this. <laughs> yeah, so there's a whole lot of giant games of poker that go on beside, behind the scenes here. I had a chat with uh, Ryan Price on CFAX on Friday about the one that's been all over the news. And this was uh, Meta saying, we're pulling our news off Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Okay, so don't be concerned. So they're doing this because they don't like Bill C-18, the Online News Act, which is now law mm-hmm. here in Canada. This is also a giant game of poker. Meta did the same thing in Australia, but eventually agreed to pay news outlets there for permission to use their news stories. And in fact, if you look at the numbers, reading, sharing, and commenting, sometimes angrily, on news stories 
is a huge part of Facebook's business model. They want you to... Whether it's a fake story or a real story, they want you to get angry and fire off comments and posts and people will comment because it keeps you on Facebook and then you see more ads in the process and they make more money. It's the number one way that they create engagement in their app. If yeah. There's nothing like if you're really fired up and fighting your side. like Yeah, and they learn a lot about you. The algorithms learn the most Absolutely. when you're arguing about something you're passionate about. So what you're hearing in the news is Meta just trying to minimize how much they'll have to pay. In fact, Kyle, they're already testing this. Um, we've got probably six months or so before anything really happens. This is just posturing. Yeah, exactly. They're currently restricting access on news uh on Facebook for 5% of Canadian users to gauge how much impact it has on Facebook usage and as a result, their ad revenue. Yeah, so here's how it's going to work in Canada, different from Australia. The CRTC, Canada's Broadcast and Communications Regulator, will set up the rules, and this only affects, by the way, Meta and Google. They're the, it's written specifically for the two giants. Doesn't even affect Microsoft. Oh, interesting. Yeah. interesting. This, yeah. I mean, maybe Doesn't this... affect Apple. Just maybe. Meta, Pin- Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, and and Google. Well, Apple already has like Apple News where you pay a subscription and they actually pay for this. Yes, and Microsoft already has Microsoft News where they pay to buy access on your behalf. Okay, so I they're see. exempted. Okay, maybe it was easier to just set it for these two companies and then it sets because the precedent. They yeah. and plus, they're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> So it'll be at least six months before the law takes effect here in Canada. It is now being passed into law, but now we have the implementation period. It goes into the Canada Gazette. CRTC sets the rules, and basically they're going to say, okay, you make your offer. The news outlets will make their offer. We'll work together, and if you can't agree, we'll do binding arbitration, and that will be the bottom line. So they will negotiate. One of the key things is which news outlets will get to share in the money. That's tricky because it's got to cover everything from CTV, CBC, Global, on down to Fred's news site. Oh, I picture this like streaming music is now. It's like if your articles are getting read, you're getting a portion every time it gets played. But what if your articles are fake? Do you get a portion of the ad revenue? Uh, See the problem? Mm, oh, God, man. Geez, yeah. So you can't, but you have to, I think this is where we have, for implementing journalistic standards and stuff, and yes. you have to keep up to a standard or you're pulled from this yep. news but outlet. somebody has to source. set the standard. So yes. the, the CRTC has the unenviable job of coming up with those rules. So they got six months, so hey, stay I tuned. I love this. I've, I've just yep. really been missing journalistic standards and stuff yep. like fake news, everything, all this has been yep. happening. So anyway, item number 18 has got a link to a story that goes through this in detail. But the bottom line in all this is relax. Nothing's happening right now. They're just posturing. Okay, I gotta, we got to hang on this one, though. I love this. What is your take on this, Alan? Because there, there is, you know, Google and Facebook have been sending out all kinds of mail yeah. and promotions to, to squash this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there seems to be some people thinking this is a bad idea. This seems great to me. Where are you standing on yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, you're a traditional news guy, so... Yeah, this is this is awesome, although, as how many times have we said this, Kyle? The devil is in the details. Mm-hmm. What are the rules that the CRTC sets? And in Australia, they played hardball to the point that they actually pulled the news coverage from Facebook in Australia for, I think, about a month and a half. Yep. And they finally said, okay, we will give you a pot of money, and then news outlets apply for a share of that based on how much their news is being shared on Facebook. And that's all working fine. I think it is a pittance so. for these massive companies yeah. to float entire news organizations and keep yeah. them going. So, like, pay yep. for it, guys. <laughs> yeah. 
One other really cool thing um, that I love showing you new technology, and this was the answer to a question from a lady that wants to um, do transcripts of the strata meetings because they've got some fairly major contentious issues coming up, Kyle. And I said, well, there's all sorts of services. So I put a message out to, in fact, I forgot to ask you because you might have known this. Um, Sorry. And a couple of my uh, buddies at Microsoft said, you know that transcription's built right into... Office Word, right? And I go, no. So it's there. I put a couple pictures into the show notes here, but this is a free and easy way to generate a high-quality transcript of a meeting or a conversation. You just have to go to the Word online version. So they've even created a short link for it, word.new. Instead of cfax.com, you go to word.new. Exactly, and sign in if necessary. And then in the upper right, click on the down arrow under Dictate, and then click on Transcribe. A column will appear on the right. And I put a picture of what it looks like, and it says, Generate a transcript by uploading your audio file or start a recording. So two buttons, Upload Audio or Start Recording. And then you choose either of those buttons, and your transcript will start to appear below that with each speaker's words separated automatically. So if there are, say, four people talking, it will quickly figure out speaker A, speaker B, speaker C, speaker D. It doesn't know who that speaker is. You can go in afterwards and say speaker A is Kyle, and then all the way through the transcript, that'll be Kyle. It's really cool. It picks up all the different voices. Yeah, and then you can export the finished transcript if you want and put it into a document. You can fire it off in an email, a messaging app. It's it's really cool. So it's there. It's free. Word.new. Again, item number 19 gives you a couple little quick pictures. Okay, news update break. Find out what's happening in Russia. And then we'll be back with more. Stay tuned. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on on our January 24th and 25th edition of Tech Talk, this is Jazz Fest. It's actually the first of two weekends of Jazz Fest and also Reggae and Ska Fest happening as well. Joining us in studio, if you're just tuning in, Kyle Wilson is with us from Cobwood. Cobwood is a Wikipedia administrator, a tech editor for Business Insider, and a contributor to a myriad of other tech publications and then has a full-time job as an IT specialist as well. Don't know how I you do, do it, it all. I don't know either. I've, I've been trying to figure that one out. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Glad to have you here. Lots of stuff in the show notes. If you're just tuning in, please do take a look. There's 11 pages worth of stuff, and I know we won't get to most of it here, but we're going to start with the phone lines. And Ed. Hi, Ed. Good morning, sir. How are you? Excellent. How are you doing? How can we help you? Not too bad for an old guy. <laughs> uh, I, I just uh, switched uh, service providers to TELUS, and I'm trying to connect my printer to, to the wireless network, and I'm having a lot of difficulty it's giving me a message that says this machine cannot detect a WLAN access point router that has WPS enabled. Now, I, I called Apple, and they sort of helped me, but they weren't able to get it to connect either. Any bright ideas on that one? So a brother yeah. printer, brother is a bit of a pain. They're really nice printers, but they are a bit of a pain. I wouldn't normally use the WPS service to connect it to the Wi-Fi. No, WPS is kind of gone the way of the Dodo because yeah. it is not very secure and it yeah. isn't, frankly, a good idea in modern times. You should find another option, Ed, for um, Wi-Fi setup wizard. Well, when, when I click the thing on, on my uh, printer, it gives me a setup wizard, and if I collect, cl- click 
Yep. Set up wizard. It says new SSID. And mm. and if I select that and put OK, it wants me to type something in, and I have no idea okay, what it Okay, so wants. that's Perfect. your Wi-Fi name. Oh. But, but before you go to new SSD, there should be an option to just show you your current Wi-Fis, including your own, and then you just pick yours. I have no, seen some I, older I, printers be like this, though. Yeah. You either have to punch it in manually yeah, or use Okay, WPS. so now here's the key. If you're punching your SSID, which is your Wi-Fi name, if you punch it in manually, it has to be precisely matching the name of your Wi-Fi, including case sensitivity and hyphens and spaces. Okay. And then well, once what, you do that, then yep. you're, the password also has to be precise. One character wrong, and eh. So try that. So see if you can do that. So look at your Wi-Fi name. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that, Alan. Thank you. Yeah. It'll take me a bit because the password is... Uh, quite, Gibberish, quite right? Expensive. Yeah, <laughs> but take your time um, and just sit there and say this is a game, and it's going to be Ed One Printer Zero at the end of the day. So <laughs> just uh, take it as a game and say you're not going to defeat me. I'm going to get this. Do you hang on? Awesome. There? I hang on hold there, Ed. I'll check in with you at our next break. If and if yeah. you solve a problem, we can come back. Yeah, we'll see if we can do that one there. Okay. Next up is Richard. Hi, Richard. Welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX 1070. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I just upgraded to Rogers uh, 5G or Rogers. Uh, Oh, moving over from Shaw Mobile? Yeah, and I'm just wondering, it shows only Rogers up in the upper right-hand corner. Should I be seeing 5G or, any, or anything like that? And you were on Shaw Mobile? Yes. Okay, oh, so this is a little complicated, but um, I and I've updated all the stuff in the show notes because literally every week, and I went in Friday afternoon, lo and behold, four new things here. So... You don't get 5G speed. You get 4G LTE speed on the Rogers migration from Shaw Mobile. But, Kyle, for the vast, vast, vast majority of people, that's, that's totally going to be fine. That's going to be fine. If you okay. want to find out what you're actually getting, what type of phone are you on, Richard? 12. iPhone 12? Okay, if you go to the yes. Apple App Store and get a free app called Fast, F-A-S-T, right. it's nothing but a speedometer. It's a very, very handy speedometer. It's basically a version of speedtest.net without any dubious ads, and Netflix foots the bill for the server traffic, and it will tell you the internet speed you're getting at any given point. It's really cool okay. one to use. If you're ever right. out and about and you want to plunk yourself down at a coffee shop and do some emails, it, it'll let you know, Kyle, whether sitting on that side of the coffee shop makes a difference from that one, or you want to go to the coffee shop across the street because they have crappy Wi-Fi. It's very cool. Yeah. So basically, if you were a Rogers customer prior to my, or uh, didn't migrate, you would get 5G. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but it's not that much of a difference. You're going to get 500 versus 400, so really okay. not that yeah. big a deal yeah. unless you're doing you know insane amounts of first-person shooter gaming where milliseconds count. No. no. For even streaming 4K video, if you're anything over 75, you're going to be very happy, so... It's really not a big... In the U.S., it's a much bigger deal. 4G would give you 25, 5G would give you 500. So that's a huge difference. But here in Canada, right. our 4G LTE from all the carriers is so awesome. It's not a big factor. Good. All there right. you go. But, but yeah, do you have a sector? To, if you want, I'll put you on hold. Try that fast app, and I'm just curious to see what, what speed you are, just so we'll talk through. And then there's also, for geeks like us, there's also more info button once the fast speed goes black, and that gives you the upload speed and the ping rate and all that stuff. 
So we'll we'll take a break in a sec, but I'll go through some of the stuff that's that's changed again this week. Happy to report, Kyle, the changes for the most part are good. These started item number 11 in the show notes. So first of all, the Blue Shaw brand is continuing to fade away after the buyout. Rogers has started emailing Shaw TV and Internet customers to advise that Shaw Blue Curve TV is being rebranded to Rogers Ignite TV. So when you go to turn on your TV one day or night soon, instead of the Shaw logo, you're going to see that changes from Blue Shaw to Red Rogers Ignite. Um, the Shaw TV and Shaw Home apps, you're just going to find out that one day when you look at it, you go, oh, it's different. It's going to be rebranded to Rogers Ignite and Rogers Home Connect. And if you have a Shaw Fiber Plus or Shaw Blue Curve modem, it'll now be called Rogers Ignite. But the hardware stays exactly the same. Nothing you have to do. It will just all continue to work. And beginning on July 11th, uh, Shaw will also start to sell Ignite TV and Internet products. Yep, so that will be that will be the end of that part of the of the Shaw name. The staff has just finished training there. I put a link in there into the show notes. Uh, scroll down to what will happen to my Rogers or Shaw products and services. I check this every week, and every I, I go, oh, there's a new one. That answer has changed. Things like that. So, if you are a Shaw Mobile customer, I've created separate notes with all the info on your migration options and requirements. Look for a Shaw Mobile Migration tab on the left or across the top of the notes. The tab location varies depending on your browser and device. Several more things have changed in the past week, and Rogers is now including USA Roaming at no extra cost on all plans except $0 plans migrated from Shaw Mobile. So that's great. That is. That's really awesome. Brian, that's that response to the competitive pressure. So that's great that they've included that in there. Yeah, from the, from like from Freedom offering that Canada US. Yep. yep. And there's several more things in there and we'll go through those in detail as well, but I encourage you if you are a Shaw Mobile customer, please take a look because now is the time and you are getting the email saying time to switch. Okay, quick break, back with more when we continue. 18 before the hour. Hour number 1 as we continue on Tech Dog. Gordon asked a really good question. He went to the App Store to get the Reimagine app mm, that yep. we were talking about for touching up photos and he says which one there are two. Okay, this is an important thing about the Apple App Store. When you go there, no matter what you search for, whatever you want will be the second one down. The first one will be an ad. In this case, the two are the same app. Reimagine an ad version and reimagine the version you searched for. They're the same app by MyHeritage.com. That's how you tell. Most of the time, when you search for something, Brian, you get a completely different top app, the ad one. Yes, yep. Apple's trying to make money for app developers, and so it's like walking in the store and saying, I want bread, and they say, here, here's milk. You go, oh, <laughs> no, I want bread. Oh, that's over there. Yeah, so... Yeah, we this find is, 90% of people searching for bread buy milk. Yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> so. And, and Apple's pretty good at giving you an app that maybe it's not what you came there for, but, oh, you might want it. So, yeah, so that's what, that's what that one is. Again, it's a... As Brian said, it's uh, the the round uh, white aperture shutter on a purple background. Reimagine, scan, and enhance. And the key one is by myheritage.com. And now in the list, I don't like this, they, they, right underneath the name Reimagine, where they used to say the developer, it now says like a 
preview thing, like photo editor and image enhancer. But if you then click on, say, the icon and go through on the next page, it shows you the actual like publisher. Yes. So if you're looking for MyHeritage, you have to click on the icon and it'll show you it on the next page. Yeah. And for example, we were talking um, with Richard about the the Fast app. In fact, I'll go back to Richard and see if he got it there. Hi, Richard. Were you able to get the app okay? Yeah, I did. It was 410, 410. Oh, that's awesome. So see, that's uh, who cares about 5G when you're getting 410 on 4G LTE, right? Yeah, yeah, right. There you go. So that's so she, you're absolutely fine. Okay. There you go. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks for letting Thanks. us know. Yeah. All right. Take yeah, care. Cheers. So when I went and searched for Fast on the App Store, the first one I got is a orange and green Fastic uh, intermittent fasting app, and there's a little tiny ad button. The actual Fast app, which has the word Fast in black and then a red speed dial with a black arrow, that's the second one down. So there, it will always be the second one down on an Apple App Store. And if you've got an iPhone with magnification turned on to larger text because your vision's not you perfect, might scroll down. you might not even see the, the second one. So there you go. That one is there. Okay. Um, Lynn says uh, she tried to download the Reimagine app. The cost is nine ninety nine a month, free for seven days only. Okay, so if you get that, I got a note from one of the people involved in the app, and they say, go to the link that we put in the show notes, and I'll read it out for you, so you don't have to go to the show notes to find the link. You go to... Da, 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 where's the actual link here? Okay, you go to myheritage.com slash reimagine. And then you will find the links there for both the uh, Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. So if you're getting a seven-day trial, that's because it thinks you're can- you're American and Canadians, for whatever reason, are getting a longer uh, trial. So that oh, one's cool. So, so myheritage.com/reimagine. That's the thing I love about this show. Everyone keeps us on top of our game here as stuff changes. One thing I don't, I'm I'm just doing it myself right now, and yeah. I do get the notification that. You know, the iPhone notification saying, allow Reimagine to track your activity across other companies' websites and apps, which mm. I don't love that they're asking for that. But you just, forgot just, to turn the switch off. Oh, I, I always wanted to ask me so I know which apps are asking for, oh, to track okay. me. And so they are asking to track you. So, well, every Apple. Do you think every single app does almost every I, almost every single app? Okay, will. well then it's not as bad on that. Yeah, but. that's yeah. But I would turn that switch off. So let's do that one. Oh yeah, this is. Um, on by default, we recommend you turn it off. So settings on an iPhone or an iPad, settings all the way down to privacy and security. And then the second one on the list will be tracking. Allow apps to request to track. Turn mm-hmm. that off. You will see below that the ones that have already asked, whether you said yes or no. Even if you said yes by mistake, when you turn that switch off, they don't even oh, ask it'll anymore. Pull them away. Yeah, the answer is no. Oh, oh to request. But if you, you allow them, it goes through. Yeah, but overnight, Facebook and Google lost between 20 and 30% of their ad revenue overnight when that switch was oh, wow. first put in with iOS 15. Yeah, because for me, I, yeah. I haven't touched it and it was off. So I guess it oh, yeah. was by default it turned it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was on by default because that was the compromise. Oh, well, you well can, I must have you turned can it ask, off. You can ask though. Kyle if he wants to be hit over the head or not, but that's the answer. <clears throat> so again, that's settings, privacy and security, tracking, allow apps to request to track, turn that switch off, so the answer is no. It's not they, that, actually that many. Like if I have 50 apps on here, there's 
15 on this list. So there are a lot of apps that aren't tracking me, which I'm glad about, but also yeah. probably half the apps on my phone are Apple apps. So There you go. <laughs> okay, a uh, couple whole more quests you're working through here. Okay, um, I'm going to find a couple answers to questions there. Sorry, I'm reading and going along as we go here. So we've been talking a lot about travel. We'll do a lot more travel um, next weekend as well. But great emails from Steve. Hi, Alan and all the Tech Talk gang. I just wanted to add my two cents about my experience with traveling using the Aerolo app. We've been big fans of this. I've never personally used it myself. When I went to Hawaii, Suzanne and I used the Verizon test drive. Um, I'm going to switch to Freedom this weekend from TELUS, so then I'll have USA roaming, so I won't need it there, but... Okay, reading what Steve emailed. My wife and I, along with another couple, just came back from a couple weeks from a 26-day trip to Germany. Oh, cool. I want to thank you for all your travel tech tips, and I did use the Aerolo app for this trip. A couple weeks before departing, I purchased a 10-gigabyte plan, $22.50 U.S., I've never installed an eSIM before, but the instructions given were easy to follow for my Galaxy S22 Ultra. When we were ready to depart YVR, I turned on my airplane mode, and I can't recall if I switched to the Aerolo eSIM there or later when we landed in Munich, but in either case, it just immediately connected to the German provider, and I was off to the races. That's exactly what we want, Kyle. Exactly. It's absolutely amazing. He goes on to say, the only quibble I had was that in Germany... Aerolo uses the O2 provider, which is apparently a bit less robust than the other two leading companies, so we did have a few brief times with weak connections when traveling outside the more major cities. But that was very few times, minor, and of little consequence to us. We had our family and traveling companions all set up with WhatsApp, which is ubiquitous in Germany, and so we were always able to message each other or do voice calls anytime we wanted. And we even did a couple of video calls back home to our adult kids to touch base. All in all, a great trip with no difficulties on the cell phone front. So again, thank you for saving me all the extra research time and pointing me towards Aerolo. It worked great for us. That's that is awesome. absolutely awesome. Thanks for taking the time, Steve. That's what makes this so worthwhile. We recommend things, but we always say, let us know, good or bad in this case. And he says, oh, P.S., also wanted to thank you for all the cell phone plan deals info. Thanks to you, I was able to give my son the heads up. He was able to switch to the Freedom Plan like Brian, which is a great improvement for him on several fronts. I'm considering it too as living in Souk and traveling in Machosan up West Coast Road. Oh yes, all the times I unexpectedly bounce off U.S. towers and get roaming dinged is frustrating. Yes, amen. I've just got to figure out for Cezanne and me how much we have to pay to get out of our TELUS uh, contract because we got our phones on a discount through them, but... So Steve switched like you hey. to the Freedom Plan. Nice. If you're not aware of that plan, if you go to the U.S. often, or if you live out in an area where you're constantly getting welcome to USA, whether that's 10 Mile Point, Isuk, Port Renfrew, whatever, mm-hmm. Freedom Mobile, owned by Videotron out of Quebec, $50 a month, 40 gigabytes of data per month at 4G LTE, and also, un- oh, not unlimited, but you get that same amount of data in the USA and unlimited calling and texting. That's pretty good. That's a really good deal. Yep. So there you go. That's Freedom Mobile. Don't know how long that's going to last. So if that's something that would be of an advantage. In fact, one of the things that I put into the show notes, because somebody called me and said, hey, I went down to get that deal that you talked about two weekends ago. Mm -hmm. And where did I put that in the show notes there? Uh, Farther down in the notes there. And this is the one that they were giving. Oh, yes, item number 26. 
why we encourage you to grab great deals when they're just offered. Fido, Kudo, excuse me, <clears throat> and Virgin Plus have all scrapped their $39.20 gig plan mm-hmm. and replaced it with just 10 gigs for the same price. Okay. So half the data, same oh, price. Wow. So <laughs> when we tell you about these things, and I'll do one that I'll just mention right now before we go to break there, Apple Canada has activated its 2023, I hate to say 2023 back to school. We haven't even started July yet, but whatever. <laughs> they, they've activated their back to school portal. So this is going to run through the end of September. They're offering discounted prices plus $150 to $200 Apple gift cards on select MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, iMac, Mac Mini, iPad Air, and iPad Pro models. So, so, yep. Oh, uh, so this, and I've encouraged people before, they will not ask you. So you can always try shopping through here. And the rules are very flexible. It's like yes. if somebody in your family is a student, if you're a parent and you, a parent of a student, yes. you qualify for education pricing. I actually checked the fine print knowing you were going to say that. And yep. this is their wording. Okay. Available to current and newly accepted university students and their parents, as well as to teachers and staff at all levels. Yes. So if you're an elementary school teacher or you're a custodian mm-hmm. at all levels, but the devices themselves, current and newly accepted university students. So if you have a grandson or granddaughter who's going to UVic yeah. or, or Royal Roads, whatever, this fall and they're not there yet, yeah, you are eligible. My guess is they write this off somehow for student discounts and they're just like, sure, anyone yes. can get the discount. We're happy. So try the education store just type in you know apple canada education and you'll get a different link yeah not everything gets the deal but easily you save 150 bucks when you're ordering a device i put the link into the show notes under tech deals this weekend and i didn't spell it out because it's apple.com slash ca underscore edu underscore 93120 slash shop slash back hyphen two hyphen school so that's why i put more here in the show notes thank god for hyperlinks yeah they, they're a lifesaver back with more after this as we roll on on Tech Talk with Alan and Kyle and Brian and Liana on the phone. Did I pronounce that correctly, Liana? It's Leona, but that's Leona, fine. I'm sorry. Me bad. Hi. Okay. How can we help? Well, I'm, as mentioned to Brian earlier, I am having an issue with opening some sites um, via Safari on my iPhone 13. I can open the site, but it doesn't often populate the entire site. So if it's a recipe, I'll get the instructions, but I won't get the recipe at the bottom or a flyer. If I go into the menu and I choose, like, this week's flyer, it won't populate. But if I copy and paste it into my Google app on my iPhone, it will. Any idea, guys? It seemed to happen maybe after that last big update. Until you said that it worked with your Google app, I was going to guess that it could be something to do with your connection speed. But the fact that it worked with the Google app kind of throws the monkey wrench in that explanation. Yeah, and I, I do have a good speed. I can't remember what it is, but it's um, I've upgraded and I work from home, so I have to have a pretty high speed. So, What's the um, actual site you're going to? Well, there's one I can give you. Yeah, the, the reason I'm asking, it's not that I really want to know what the site I want to know if it's consistent across sites or if it's just one in particular. Well, there's one. So one is a flyer. It's the Old Farm Market flyer. Yep. Which opens, and then when I go to select, oh, actually, it's actually not even opening now. Let me try it again. Uh-huh. Uh, go to select, um, like the Victoria flyer. Yep. It won't open it. 
Okay, so let's try this first. This is a really good thing um, for everyone to know, and we'll walk through a couple other steps, uh, Leona, with you. But whenever you have a problem like this, the first thing to do if you have an iPhone or an iPad is to, hey, S, S being Siri, restart my iPhone or restart my iPad. That does a cold boot. They used to be volume up, volume down, press and hold on the right. Now you can just go, hey, S, I'm not saying her name because I don't want to trigger your devices. Hey, S, restart my iPhone. And you'll get the Apple logo. It'll say, uh, just to confirm, you want to restart this iPhone? You go, yes. And then it will restart. See if that solves the problem, Leona. That's that's the first place to start. Um, Flyers are delivered in a myriad of different technologies. And formats. Yeah. And they're windows within windows within windows. And because they have to try and make it work on a tablet, on a phone, on a computer, on a Mac on Windows. So so try that, Leona. Try try doing the restart. So and, I have I loaded that Victoria uh Old Farm Market. Uh yeah. should it uh, Leona, should it be a multi page Right, hold oh, on, sorry, hold that. Wait, the break's here. Alan's giving me yeah, the sign. We're, okay. we're going to take the news, um, but we'll talk to you off the air, and we'll have the solution for everybody else that has this when we come back for hour number two. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Hour number two for Reggae Ska Fest Jazz Fest weekend in Greater Victoria for 2025. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. If you are listening to us live on Saturday, or Sunday afternoon, or sometime during the week on the podcast. Glad to have you here. This weekend, it is myself, Alan Perry. Kyle Wilson. And Brian Pavlicich. Kyle is a Colwood-based IT specialist who writes for a myriad of publications, including Business Insider, and Brian is our technical producer, and more. So you're going to add to the show notes for people that didn't uh, hear the first hour of the show um, some of the things you've been doing with with Midjourney, the new AI engine. Yeah, this I- is for those of you that would really do heavy duty graphics. Uh, this is not just for average people playing around; for people that make this a career. So, yeah, I can really shortcut you. It's um, incredible. So, what Midjourney is is the, they're working on a standalone app and a website. Yes. But to start out, they just worked as a bot within the Discord messaging app. And so they just have um, a structure that you have to use. You sign you now. You have to sign up for a subscription with the bot, um, and then you can add it as a friend. Yes. And then you just use this certain structure. You say um, forward slash uh, imagine, and then you put in a pr- different prompt, and that's just like any number of descripting words and phrases separated by commas. And then there's a few other little things you can little um, you'll learn them the different ways you can mm-hmm. say for the amount of quality or or like uh, aspect yeah. ratio and things. And so, what were the prompts for the yeah, so I've got them pulled up here. So I did some Vancouver Island stuff. This one was, uh, bu- bu- bu. so 3D illustration, Vancouver Island, boreal rainforest, wildlife, calm, glimmering beach, trees, spirit bear. And this is, you know, this is what it can. And I said 16 by 9 aspect yeah. ratio. And, and it generates four different images, so you can choose the one. And you can pick, so then you can pick and say, okay, this one's good. I want you to generate a higher resolution copy of it. Right. Or you can say remix based off of this one. Like this is headed in the right direction. Give me four more yeah. closer to that. Because especially as you try to get more and or more Or you can change things. the angle that you want it yeah. to be. You can change the aperture as though you were using a real camera, even though it's just generating this stuff. Yeah, when it's you, really cool. When you remix that one, you can change your prompt a bit if you want to tweak it. Um, and then, so an interesting one uh, I have here is I said, uh, let's see, do I have it? Magic Hour in Centennial Square, B- Victoria, BC, Fountain City Hall. 
And so it gave us, it got aspects of Victoria and City yeah. Hall correct, but it, the, what it created is really strange. It's these huge fountains that don't actually exist anywhere here. And it combined, for a lot of the images, it combined the shape of City Hall with the legislature building. So you can see here's the clock tower and yeah. then here's that wow. signature green yeah, dome the on green top. Dome. So it's, it's generating with all these weird It would be really aspects. cool if Victoria actually had like a couple of maybe you should send that over to Marianne Alto and the gang because they are figuring out what to do with Centennial Square big controversy about well, what the to top do left with one the, looks with really the cool. <laughs> yeah. okay so these are not in the show notes currently as we come to you live on Saturday morning they're so big that we got to figure out a way for Brian to get them to to a point where we can put them in the show notes but we'll put them into the notes down at the bottom along with the prompts that mm. that go with it so, and you can see that I've included the one where uh, I did like a beat, another beach scene, but I used the zoom out feature, and you can see where it added a second sun into the scene. It was a little confused. You can see <laughs> wow, here there's one sunset, weird. two yeah. sunset. So stay tuned. Anyway. We'll do more on that. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that's out there, Kyle, this is item number 23 in the show notes. Yes. This is the headline, whether it comes to pass or not. Remains to be seen. But the European Union Parliament has approved new rules that will, among other things, require all smartphones to have a battery that you can easily replace yourself. Smartphones used to have, well, before smartphones especially, yeah. used to have batteries that you could replace yeah, yourself. Yeah, you pop the cover off, you pop the little flat rectangular battery out and pop to popped another one and, in. And the, and the motivation behind this is that with modern smartphones, you're not able to take the battery out and, and replace it yourself. You need to go to a... a yeah, service uh, center. Certified because service they center. want them in particular to be waterproof. Yes, but as a, I've seen it pointed out too, that there are phones out there that you can get today that are, have removable batteries that mm -hmm. are smartphones yep. and are waterproof. So the fact that this headline is out there, the EU Parliament has approved. In fact, a lot of the headlines just say the EU has approved. Oh. No, it's the <laughs> EU Parliament has approved. Yep. And now because it's the EU, the EU being union, they send these rules out to all the member countries. Hmm. And they now debate and have to individually approve the rules. Yep. If they approve them, they then send it back to the EU Parliament to come up with implementation. Yep. So if it does happen, it won't take effect for several years. Companies like Apple and Samsung are going to push back incredibly hard saying, now people don't drown their phones the way they used to because if they dunk it in the toilet, they have to wash it off, but it still works. If you make us do this... A lot of people are going to drown their phones, among other things. Well, I mean, we see how effective that is, though. Like, just when, they, when they, the EU pushed um, switching devices all to USB-C, yeah. and now across the world, Apple's doing it. So it yes. just takes, you know, That one is rumored to, to be with the iPhone 15, yeah, that, which that, is in the show notes. I don't remember what number it is. Yeah, but I'll find you the number, because this was from Gordon, who said, so many texts here. I'm trying to get to as many of you as I can, uh, if you're asking questions that don't relate to everybody. Here we are. Um, do you think Apple will have an iPhone 15 this fall? I'm thinking about getting a new phone, but maybe I should wait for the new iPhone 15. So we put this down in the show notes here. Um, item number 32. If you're wanting a new iPhone or trying to decide whether to buy a 14 now or wait for the 15 this fall, the latest iPhone 15 rumors, Kyle, include... USB-C, which is a requirement from the EU. Yeah, to so no implement. more lightning ports. So now it goes in... It'll, it'll be, be universal. It can yeah. go in... 
either way, which Lightning could do. And all um, your other devices And it will as work well. with all your other devices and your other chargers yeah. and everything. It's yeah. designed to create a standard because it's the yeah. Wild West and they're trying to standardize it. Also, a much uh, another generation of new, faster brain. The chip that will be in it will be faster. And the other big one that's going to affect, and this is why we thought it's worth talking about. A new about. camera. Yes. So, there, what's Periscope is the name of the technology. So, effectively... It's going to give you, we think, 10 times zoom. Wow. Which would be quite impressive. Without sticking out half an inch. And are they so, saying optical zoom or just digital zoom? Optical and digital together. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, they found a way to like... Yeah, they'll use those. a much bigger sensor and then so you can crop the picture and still get a much bigger one but it will actually physically move inside the, inside the camera is what we understand. It, it'll be okay. very cool. Yeah. So if you're thinking of buying, and again, this is for people that where you do a ton of photography or videography on your phone. So having the greatest camera is really important to you. Uh, item number 32, there's a link there that we've put into all the Mac Rumors roundup of all the latest things coming. So then you can decide, do I want to wait? Because this happens every year. Every year. Every year it's predictable that there is going so. to be a new one. And along the lines of the uh, item number 23, we're talking about the EU Parliament. Yes. It's cool because I learned that a friend of mine in the Netherlands uh, is listening in live. Oh. oh. So hi, Frank. <laughs> there you go. Around the it's, world. It's cool to see how we've got an international audience. Yeah, we cater to Victoria, but we are engineers. Now, when we're talking about new phones, I was helping somebody earlier this week, and he was really being resistant to getting a smartphone, uh, but wants to go traveling. First time they've gone off on a trip in, I think, five years because of COVID and all that. And his son was over, and he said, Dad, you want to downsize because you're going to sell the house and move in t- into a condo, look at all the things I don't carry that I can do on my smartphone. And he started making a list. And so I thought, you know, that's a good idea. So I went and looked it up. And lo and behold, one of the Twitter accounts I follow is called World of Statistics. So I put this in. So if you want, you may agree or disagree with this list, but item number 31 in the show notes, an impressive list of all the tools. Brian, you've got a copy there. Kyle's got a copy. Let's just go through the things that you no longer need to have. Yeah. You may choose to. With uh, because you have a smartphone, and some of them could be arguable because it might not be the best option. Yes, for the highest quality, but televisions. Yeah, because you can watch TV on your phone. Again, yeah. you may want a sixty-five inch set. I get it, but okay. Phone book. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, you've got your contacts. Uh, Canada four one one is a thing. Yeah. Uh, like the website and it's updated every hour. So yeah. exactly, and then also map which yeah. is handy because you have your GPS location on that. And GPS device. Remember the Garmin GPS that used oh, to yeah. sit on the dash of some of you still got those and that's fine, but yeah. I don't. It's just in my in my Maps app. Yeah, the, and again, that's where GPSs can still have their use case. If yeah. you, uh, There are certainly applications where you want just a dedicated GPS where you don't have cell signal, for but example, yeah. or something online. you can do online. offline maps. Yeah, but you can maps, do offline maps. So. And the dedicated GPS doesn't know that they changed the interstate True. Philadelphia, so... That is true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then also you got the uh, calculator. Alarm clock. Radio. Radio. You can listen to us on your smartphone. Camcorder, because now you just shoot a video. Payphone. Kind of a funny one to add there. It is a phone, but yes, we don't need payphones anymore. Yeah. Answering machine. Newspapers. Your calendar. They say a VCR, but basically any, like... 
playback yeah. media that you would have had to use, you can digitize and now you have access to it everywhere exactly. on your phone. Yeah. Flashlight. Now, what I would say is that dedicated flashlights definitely still have their place. Absolutely. But in a pinch, your phone can help you, but it's not yeah, as good. you drop your keys, it's dark, and you just ask Siri to turn on the flashlight on an iPhone or on the same thing on an Android phone. You ask Google to turn on the flashlight and, yeah. oh, there's my keys, thank you. Watch, timer, compass, mail, cookbook, airline tickets, photo albums. M magazines as well. Money, yeah. money. I love this. This <laughs> you is don't a, need to carry a credit card even anymore. Yeah, it literally. And you can use it on Android phone. You can use what do they call it? Change the name. Google Pay. I think it's Google Pay. Yeah. 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 And it's, on an iPhone, it's, it's Apple uh, Pay. It's Apple Pay. It's awesome. I literally most of the time don't carry my wallet. Yeah. Because I just pay with my credit card or my Same debit here. card, things like that. Yep. Voice recorder, yeah. A lot of people don't realize it's built right into an iPhone automatically. And same thing on Android. There's an app called Voice uh, Voice Recorder. Yeah, voice so, memos. Usually. Voice memos on, on an iPhone, iPhone yes. Oh. Uh, and then you also have a scanner, which you can get third-party apps to be able to yeah, scan. Yeah, if you want to listen to air in. traffic or the firefighters, whatever. Oh, yeah. oh I was thinking I, a different type of scanner. But you can just take oh. photos of documents and it renders oh, them right, close. Oh, right, scanner. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a police scanner. I used to live oh, in one of those. Probably that, too. <laughs> Walkie-talkie, TV remote, translator, diaries, travel guidebooks, foreign phrase books. Portable speakers, takeout oh. orders by phone. Yeah. yeah, used to phone the Chinese food restaurant and make an order. Now you just tap a couple buttons and it'll be here in seven minutes. Oh, yeah. A compact mirror you don't have to carry because you can just turn yeah. on your... Encyclopedia, camera. checks, rulers, levels, address books. Some Total of copy. you will not know this next one. See if Kyle knows this one. Do you know what a Rolodex yes, is? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> You're only 25 and you know what a Rolodex is? That's cool. Yeah. And uh, Kyle's a vintage kid, though. <laughs> there I you am. Go. He loves that. Anyway, <laughs> if, you, if you have somebody that's being resistant or about um, switching to a smartphone, don't have one yet, if you want, World of Statistics, item number 31 in the show notes. Okay, we'd love to help you while we're live on Saturday morning. Star 1070 on a mobile phone or 1070 10 by text. Include your name if you text, please. And you can also call us from a home phone while they still exist. 250-386-1161. Speaking of which, item 29 in the show notes. The new survey says almost three-quarters of Americans, 73%, no longer have a home phone, just a mobile phone. And they are way behind us. So I'd love to know what the Canadian numbers are. More when we continue. Welcome back to Tech Talk with Helen and Kyle and Brian. Next weekend, Gary Beyer, having had his close call with his heart attack and everything in Halifax, is back and will join us next weekend. That'll be our Canada Day long weekend edition. Wow, this month is going by quickly wow. here. Sure is. So a couple key things here. Um, we've been talking about the transition from Shaw Mobile to Rogers, and I mentioned I've created separate notes with all the info. I've updated them three times this week. So a couple key things that have changed I thought were worth mentioning. If you're on a Shaw Mobile $15 a month, 3 gig plan, Rogers doesn't have one of those. So up to now, they were putting you on the 1 gig plan for free and for five years, but you only got the 1 gig of data for one year. Happy to report, they will now bump you up to a 6 gigabyte per month plan, even though you're paying for, for three. Oh, wow. With much better coverage, your rate will be guaranteed in writing to not rise for five years, Shoot. and you will get Canada, USA calling and roaming at no extra cost. 
That's pretty good. Wow. That's really good. I must admit, I'm honestly really impressed at how they're responding to this stuff. I thought they're going to use every excuse to get a buck, but they're actually not. Yeah, the fear was that, you know, they'd have a monopoly and they were just going to swing their weight around. Yeah. The other one, for those of you that go to Mexico, now, you can't get this unless you've already got it. But for those of you that were on the Shaw or are on the Shaw Mobile $55 a month, 25 gig Canada, USA, Mexico plan, Rogers doesn't have that, but they're going to give it to you. They're going to throw in the Canada, Mexico, USA roaming at no extra cost and guarantee your rate to not rise for five years. Now, the only catch, and it's a fair catch, is that 70% of your usage has to be in Canada. So if you go to Mexico for five or six months each winter, this will be a problem. You can talk to Rogers Customer Care before you go and figure that one out. So there we go. That's, that's the other one there. If you're on a Shaw Mobile $0 plan with no monthly data, you'll be bumped up to a 1 gig a month plan for one year, still at $0, um, much better coverage, and you'll also get free calling to, from, and in the USA. Not roaming for data, Kyle, just calling to, from. So you'd still need to turn your cellular data off if you want to avoid a hefty bill. And they'll guarantee the $0 rate for five years, even though the 1 gigabyte of data disappears after the first year. So if you're going to go for that plan, please make sure you put a reminder into your calendar for just shy of one year to decide what to do at that time about data, because if you don't do something in a year, either turn off data or buy some data, you'll be hit with hefty data overage charges, and we don't want that. Exactly. Uh, One other change this is a thing. If you have other people on your Shaw Mobile account, you now, starting this week, you have to bring your phones with you and all migrate at the same time. You can't do yourself now and your husband next week and your daughter two weeks later. They all have to be migrated. It's all or nothing at the same time. One other small thing, Shaw will no longer send a porting authorization text to your phone because Canada's communications regulator has agreed that as you're switching between brands of the same company, that's no longer necessary. That's good. And it'll also be much faster, only about 10 minutes in most, case, in, in most cases. Yeah. I was down there with a the lady earlier this week and we timed it and it was six minutes. So that's really good. That's really and when good. Brian moved over from TELUS to Freedom, that he said it was only 10 minutes. So again, this stuff is ongoing and changing really quickly there, but there's there's a few key things. And again, that's a lot of info. Apologize, and it'll probably change next week. So if one of these plans appeals to you, please get down and get it now. The, the big one is what happens if, like me, you changed earlier from Shaw Mobile to Rogers when they didn't have these Canada roaming or these didn't have these five-year price guarantee? You can call customer care and politely ask. Be polite. Some people are getting, oh, okay, yes, we'll redo that for you. Others are being told, no, I'm sorry, that was the degree you signed on the dotted line. That is it. You're not getting five years or you're not getting your, your Canada. Your luck will vary. Yeah, your luck will vary. The nicer you are, because most of the people calling them are yelling at them. That's why people call, because something's not working, and it's their fault, and fix it. So yeah, it, it's, be nice. it's important to remember that the person on the other end of the phone isn't the yeah. reason you're having a problem. Right. And uh, if you are polite to them and obviously treat them as a human, 
then uh, you might get a better response. Yeah. Whenever I talk to somebody on the phone from a customer or wherever, I always, when they first answer and say, hi, this is Margie, I write down on a piece of paper, Margie, and I make a point, whether I'm texting with them or whether I'm on the phone, to make a point of saying their name throughout. And say, thanks, Margie. Oh, no problem. And they say, oh, we'll be back in two minutes. Okay, no problem, Margie. Thank you. And it, it opens up all sorts of doors. If you moved, migrated earlier and want to see if you can get a better thing, this isn't something you can go back to the store. This has to be done by messaging or phoning Roger's customer care. So thank you for we went through that long saga there, but that was important stuff there. Okay, uh, a couple other things that are in the show notes there. If you use WhatsApp, I know many of you do, we've encouraged you to try using Signal, which is just like WhatsApp, but it is private. WhatsApp is part of Meta. And you clicked, I agree, when you first used WhatsApp. And so they get permission. Nobody else can read your conversations except Meta. And that goes in your file along with what you do on Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram and what they go off the Internet. But if you do use WhatsApp, and I know many of you, as we were saying, I think it was Graham earlier saying in Europe, it's ubiquitous, they now have a silence unknown callers option. Which is nice. It's an option. So if you only want to get calls from people that are in your WhatsApp contacts, then you can turn that switch on. But if you want to be able to be meeting new people or if somebody texts you or something, then it's a switch that you can turn on or off. Exactly. So if, Though we would still recommend Signal over WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also higher quality. When you actually look at the quality of the pictures, when you send a picture via WhatsApp versus yep. Signal, Signal looks at your cell traffic. Uh, oh, sorry, WhatsApp looks at your connection to the internet, and if you're on a slower connection, it will compress the picture more to make sure it gets to the person on the other end. Signal will sit there and take longer, but send you the the less compressed And version. both approaches do have their trade-offs and pros and cons, definitely. It'd be nice if we had a switch that said, send quickly or take longer but higher quality. Yes, that would be very nice. But it's also, Signal is a journalistic standard, too. Yes. Uh, most journalistic organizations and journalists use Signal because no one can eavesdrop on the conversation. Precisely. It was, it was invented on behalf of three billionaires who were using WhatsApp planning some business takeovers and word got out and they're going, why with all our money can we not have a private messaging app? I thought it was encrypted end-to-end. It is. Nobody else can listen into your conversations or read your chats. Nobody else except for Meta, the company that Exactly, made it. and that's why with Signal, nobody, period, yes. can listen yeah. in on the conversation. There we go. Okay, quick break for a news update and then back with more. Now... Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for the 24th and 25th of June, next week will be our Canada Day long weekend show. A couple security things to tell you about. These are in the show notes, pictures. And there's a new twist, Kyle. If you get a text that appears to be from UPS, that includes your name and phone number in the text message telling you that they're unable to deliver a package? Yes, UPS says it appears hackers obtained names and numbers of some Canadian customers between February of last year and April of this year and if and have been uh, using that info to send targeted scam text messages. Yeah, so normally we tell you to be suspicious of any message that tells you you need to click on something, but if they actually say, 
hey, Brian, and we're trying to send a package and we have this mobile number on file for you. Yeah. That might lead you to think that, oh, maybe this really is them. Sure. Yeah. No, this is a... Yeah. Yeah, so, this is another level of a trick that there are, people are always trying. Be extra careful. This was as a result of a hack. Also, watch out for good-looking but fake emails claiming to be from Amazon advising that your recent order has been canceled because of unauthorized account activity. I put a screenshot into the show notes. It says, Hello, Alan Perry. We have canceled your recent order because your Amazon account is temporarily disabled. We received reports of unauthorized activity on your account and have locked it while the activity is under review. To regain access to your account, you'll need to verify your identity. And it's really well written. Yes, it is. It's, I'm bringing it over now, and it is quite well written. Until you look at the name of the sender, which is Account Locked, that's and the first the, red flag right there. And the there. email address is postmaster at sobi-kappa.co.jp, Brian. Japan. Thank you. Hey. There you go. Yes, yeah, so that's another red flag. <laughs> now, unlike most scam emails, these are personalized, and they're being sent from addresses in Japan. The link they want you to click on takes you to Packer USA, which quickly bounces to a fake Amazon login page at, of all places, traditionalcatholicpublishing.com. I put a screenshot of that in the show notes, and it looks just like the Amazon sign-in, except it's traditionalcatholicpublishing.com. That's not a real thing, by the way. They just created a name that sounded somehow Because sometimes authentic. what you'll run into is websites that have been compromised by legitimate yes. publishers or web or you know, websites in general, and yeah. that will be used for malicious activity, but that isn't yeah. the case here. And the other one, our favorite, it's even the wrong time of the year, but astute Tech Talk listener Daryl sent this in, and he said a couple people almost fell for it, so I thought, okay, item number six in the show notes, scam texts claiming to be from CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, urging you to verify your deposit info. <laughs> now, I put three screenshots together in, in the notes there. Um, the first one, I'm just going to magnify that back up. The first one is the text message. Canada Revenue Agency, verify your financial institution for your next deposits through Interact. Visit revcra.com on your mobile browser. And you go, okay, that sounds like that could be real. VevCRA, no, but nevertheless, if you click there, it takes you to an Interact page with the button to switch to French if you want, and it's got a list of all the financial institutions. I clicked on mine, Royal Bank, and you'll see in the screenshot, it takes you to a real-looking page. It takes you to a fake login page for Royal Bank that looks just like the Royal Bank login, except the address is revcra.com. They just want to steal your money and your identity. Never, never go to addresses in texts or emails like that. Can't say that one enough. That's important. It is, and it's also revcra.com. I mean, it would be .gc.ca and be in website, and, and it would be in French and English. But at the same time, they're, they're not going to text you like this. Yeah. And it looks like, too, looking at it, it, it was sent in a group of two people mm-hmm. looking at the top of the message. That's also very odd. Yeah, normally it would be sent just Ignoring to you. Ignoring the fact that they wouldn't text you. Yeah. And the last one, my email inbox has just been flooded with these uh, scam messages from McAfee or from Norton warning you that your computer is infected or that your protection is about to expire. So watch out, watch out for those. They're all scams. Any message 
from any company with a sense of urgency that you must call or you must click. No, they're going, they're going to be scams there. Okay, a uh, homework video for you. There's a whole bunch of really cool stuff in the show notes there, but one of my favorite ones, because I learned so much from this, is our favorite uh, guy, NASA JPL, former NASA JPL engineer Mark Rober. He's done so many other things with squirrels on this one. In this one, he finds out just how incredibly good tracking dogs are and along the way debunks some common myths about what they can and can't do. This is me running for my life in a forest as I'm being hunted by an animal specifically trained to find humans. Because today, not only are we gonna discover how tracking dogs do what they do, but we're gonna test and debunk the five most common bloodhound myths. And for this final showdown in the woods, she has one hour to find me, but what she doesn't know is I've done my research and engineered up every contraption in the book to give me some glimmer of hope against her unfair superhuman advantages. It's really cool because I thought that Mark would be the one person that could outsmart the uncanny abilities. Like even to the point of um, two identical twins. <laughs> Can you tell which one is which? You give From them... Scent? Yeah, so you, you, rub, you rub a cloth on the arms of, sure. of one and then... That, that makes sense to me, though. They're identical to sight. Their their smell, their, their um, you know, the biomes not. and stuff that are on them are not the same. They would smell different depending Pre- on their diets, where they live. Precisely. And, and yeah. so many other things that I learned. It's really cool. Just, just search for YouTube and Mark Rober if you don't want to go to the link in the show notes. It's item number 40. We've also talked a lot, um, item number 41, we've talked a lot about uh, people taking old footage and restoring it and colorized. This is a, a really cool one because the sound quality is, is also really good. Glenn Miller and his original big band performing, get this, in 1941. Digitally restored and colorized. So in not 4K? only is the image done, but the sound as well. Listen. That's really cool. Love that. There we go. Uh, Tom Scott takes us to the mountains of Slovenia where you hand crank a cable car to get yourself across the river. It's one of the last in the world, and he not only went there, but he got to meet the person that maintains it, because that's why, Brian, it's one of the last in the world. Most of the other ones are not maintained, and therefore either the cable snaps or it gets rusty and the government's taking it down. Right, right. It's a liability. And it, and it's, and it's the person who maintains it has received government assistance to maintain yes. it and keep it going. Spoiler alert, if you want to go to Slovenia and go on this cable car, he does not tell you where it is because they are worried that once Tom, because so many millions of people watch his videos, that people are all going to stampede there and it's out in the mountains of Slovenia. So this is just one of those ones that that you enjoy. There we go. Okay. Uh, we got a whole bunch of texts and emails. I'm going to take a quick break and I will get a whole bunch more texts and emails come up here. Uh, but I think we can help you with a bunch more things. Welcome back to Tech Talk as we continue on here. Lots of texts and emails here. I'm getting as many of them as I can here. From Bonnie by email, have any of you used the Pluto TV app? I'm just wondering if there's some sort of catch to it and what company is behind it. Thanks for all your great info. Pluto TV is like Tubi, T-U-B-I, another app that's out there, Brian. Yep. And there, everything is free to watch because there are unskippable ads. Right. Ad subsidized. Yeah, they've realized that that's that people are willing to do that. 
So rather than trying all these complicated methods to avoid piracy, yeah. let's just make it free with unskippable ads. Which is a smart way to do it. You're paying for it one way or another, I suppose. You know my take on this, but if somebody wants to spend their time watching ads... Well, especially if you have really diverse tastes and you really can't justify subscribing for the fee to all these myriad... It used to have one. It was called cable TV. And well, now, then it was still like millions of different packages. Millions. Yeah. No, <laughs> lots. Yeah, but even if you subscribe to the top package, it was nowhere near the cost of what it's going to cost you now to subscribe to Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus and Netflix and Amazon exactly. Prime Crave. and Crave. And we it's counted. kind of funny to see how we've gone, in a way, full circle. Yes. Yeah. There are, I think, when last time we counted, I'll do this again for next week, and I think we were at 38 different streaming providers in Canada. And I think it was somewhere upwards of $400 if you subscribe to all of them per month. (laughs) Which is just crazy. That's not something that you'd want. So I can totally understand why. And also you have... You know, people don't always have the uh, free money, especially 400 and some odd dollars. Mm-hmm. But even like the 20 bucks a month, that might be too much for people. So Exactly. So having a free option is great. And I did not know the answer to this question, Bonnie, who owns Pluto TV, so I looked it up. It's owned by Paramount, a division of oh. Paramount Global, which is CBS in the U.S. as well. Paramount Plus, they bought together so well. So, yeah, so they're basically saying, okay, if you don't want to subscribe to Paramount Plus, well, then you can watch the same shows, most of them on Pluto TV with ads. Yep. And then we're getting the money from the advertisers, so... Here you go. There you go. Really cool one there. Okay, another one here. I'm going to go to a whole bunch here. Oh, Al Wills. Al. Just returned from a UK cruise, Al says. Arlo worked great. I had data that worked great. We neglected that our Irish stops are EU... But overall, that wasn't such a big deal, although it would have been better to have a gigabyte Ireland together. Okay, so he got the Aerolo package for the UK. Uh, and then Ireland, of course, EU, not UK. He says, I would use it again. However, if I was to do the whole thing again, I would have opted for voice and data rather than just data on Aerolo. Would have been much more convenient for very little cost if you just buy a SIM or eSIM over there. Thanks for the advice. By the way, used your form to activate on the way out and way into Canada. Awesome. Thanks, Al. Yeah, so if you want to make traditional phone calls to people that have a home phone, then, yeah, you would you would get frustrated with Aerolo because you can use every method of communication. You can use Signal, WhatsApp, FaceTime, Facebook, Messenger, Skype. But that doesn't work if you're trying to contact either a home phone or a business. You know, it doesn't have an online contact method. Precisely. Now, if you think that you would only use those phone calls sparingly, you can use Skype to phone and pay 1.2 cents a minute and do that. And if you have Microsoft 365, you get 60 minutes of calling every month anyway. So that's still free. And then you pay much less and you get that higher quality data. And that way you don't have to lose your phone number. The problem with using a, a SIM card is you have to take your Canadian number out. If you use an eSIM on a phone made in the last five years, then yes, you can add a second number and turn your Canadian number off so it's waiting there if you need it, but, but not available. Al, thanks for the feedback on all this. I That's really, good feedback. I really appreciate this. Oh, here's a, a really... We were talking about scams, and this is a, a really good one that came in here from Paul. Listen to this email. 
Now, this is addressed to Dear Client, and it's got my e- it's got his email address and mine. Thank you for continuing to be a member of the McAfee family. The developer of antivirus software, John McAfee, is no longer alive. Our company has an excellent reputation in the market, and as a courtesy, we will not charge our clients for auto-renewal this year. This email is being sent to all users who auto-renewal was not terminated and was charged by our automated debit system. Please call and notify us, and our technicians will do everything possible to stop this transaction without interfering with your service. And there's your receipt for your renewal at $399. All they want you to do, Brian, is to call the toll-free number. And I'll just add in that they're just learning now that John McAfee died because he died exactly uh, two years ago yesterday. Yes. But that's very creative wording it to is. take something out there. All they want you to do is to call the number. And then they'll say, no problem. We will be glad to reverse that charge. Can you please check your bank account and see that the credit is there? Oh, it's not there? Okay. Can we have access to your screen so we can see? And then they throw a hidden switch that changes the HTML code so they edit what you're seeing on the screen without affecting your bank account and they get you to type in the amount of the credit, three ninety nine, and then they say, Oh, you put an extra zero in. Oh my god, we just refunded you three thousand. I'm gonna lose yeah. my job. I got five kids. Waterworks, come on. Yeah, and you could go and buy me some Amazon gift cards or can we put in an auto transfer and transfer the money out? No. Brilliant. I mean give them credit for creativity if you would just Apply yourself to trying to cure cancer or something. We would feel better there. So, uh, Another text here. There's a scam going around from Costco telling you your money uh, back is about to expire. A link takes you to the bank of your choice to have it deposited, auto-deposited. No, the money does not expire, and Costco will never send you a link to that. And there's another scam email, another text that's going out there right now. I've been getting it recently. It says, Canada Post package unable to deliver. And and the texter says quite correctly, that's not how Canada Post operates. Because Canada Post, if it's from Canada Post, not Post Canada, yes. Every one of those scams, if there's a call to action, it's going to be a scam. There we go. Okay, last chance for you to get through before we wrap it up for this week. Give us a call, star 1070 on Saturday morning if you're on a mobile phone or 250-386-1161 on a home phone. Text to 107010. A couple of new additions to the show notes. If you're listening to us on Sunday or the podcast, they were there all along. But for those of you live on Saturday, Brian's being incredibly busy behind the scenes there. So if you go down below item, below our homework videos... You will find the polar bear renderings from the Midjourney V5.2, and you'll see that Brian has put the prompts. These are the words, Brian, that you give the engine to create what you want. Yes, and you can see just how easy it is. Like this, this is quite minimal prompts. I mean, there's a total skill to getting good at this yep. and getting the AI to produce what you want. But um, you know, if you can get connected to Midjourney, you can start throwing at stuff like this, and the art that this creates is amazing. We're talking about producing a piece for a home, like a very custom, tweaked piece. Oh, so, that you'd uh, literally print and frame and put on the wall. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know yet what it's going to be, but when I when I do, I will let you. I, I'll post it. Awesome! Thank you so much. It's quite so, cool. Yeah. And yeah. again, shownotes.ca in the address bar of your browser, right above the polar bear, not polar bear, spirit bear one. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you've put in an additional homework video there. Yes, uh, Sam from Wendover Productions explains how they built a 150 million dollar educational streaming service for only a hundred thousand dollars, which is 
crazy cheap yeah. for what it is. Wow. And it's quite the interesting watch. There's also another really cool one up there. If you remember Mike Oldfield and Tubular Bells from 50 years ago. I hope I get this right. The Universistat Autodama de Barcelona gathered at the Alba Synchrotron facility. This is like one of those things where the atoms get smashed around mm. to perform the work combining science and art under an unrivaled setting there. So if you remember dun, 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 from The Exorcist, this is that thing 50 years later. Yeah. So they performed it all live in one take with this giant, massive, glowing synchrotron. In, in the background, just as a, just to say thank you. Yeah. Cool. The other one that is there, if you watch AGT, um, a brilliantly breathtaking audition by a group called Murmuration. This won't make any sense at all in the radio, so won't even play it by this fellow, but it's an inc- impeccably timed choreography of hand movements, not dance, but hand movements of a group of people wearing blindfolds. So their timing is so good that they're not following a visual cue oh, cool. from the leader. And the audience just goes nuts. Spoiler alert, they get the golden buzzer, but it'll, it'll make you feel really good. And the other one that I want to say is Carol Oppen and Imo sent this one down. Um, this is actually from back amid social isolation during the pandemic. The One Voice Children's Choir teamed up remotely to cover Maroon 5's memories. Here's to the ones that we got. Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not Cause the dreams bring back all the memories Of everything we've been through All the voices are individual They're all recorded at home As other groups did during the pandemic And you get to see their faces As they mix them all together There you go, thank you for that, Carol Item number 45 in the show notes Thanks to everybody that contributes to all, All the homework videos In there Oh, um, let's see. A couple other texts to see if we can get to here for the person that was going traveling on... Sorry, I'm messing up all my emails here. A person was going traveling and wanted to know about downloading... Uh, Here we go. Jerry, I'll be traveling to the U.S. several times during the summer, and I'm wondering if there's a way to download recordings onto an external USB hard drive to watch from my laptop while traveling and not having access to Wi-Fi, Kyle. Yes, um, it depends what format they're in. If you're talking about on streaming services like Netflix, for example, yep. there is an offline uh, viewing mode. Now that's only on the higher, higher tier. Yeah, and look for a down arrow with an underline when you're looking at all the different movies and TV shows. If it's got that, now that would download them natively into your computer and then you'd have to transfer them if that's going to take up too much space that's going to transfer them you'd then have to drag them onto your usb drive to do that but it oh that would actually be i don't know if it would let you do that no wait sorry we're thinking out loud um no because it hides them inside the Netflix app. So yes, you can do it, but you're going to need enough room on your laptop to have those. Amazon Prime does the same thing. It downloads the show into your computer, but it's in a hidden location. And if you move that, if you can find out where it is, I could tell you where it is. It's complicated, but I could show you. But if you move it, it won't play because it knows that you're probably going to give it to somebody else or thinks you're going to probably give it to somebody else who use a different device. So it has to say resident within the app. So most of the platforms, Amazon Prime, Netflix, I'm not sure about Apple TV Plus or Crave, but most of the two big ones, Netflix and Amazon Prime, do allow you 
to do that so you can. So that would be your and way. And if it of is just it. A, like if it was your home movies or whatever and you had the file on your computer, yes, you could certainly transfer it to an external yeah. drive and then play it wherever. Yeah, if you're on YouTube Premium, you can also download videos and shows from there and then you can play them as well. That does not have that same hidden restriction that, that the other streaming platforms there. Uh, what else are we going to do before we go? I think that uh, that's pretty well it. Doreen and Kathy, if you can hang on the lines there. Kathy's got a question about Roger's Switch. Again, that's all in the show notes at shownotes.ca and look for a separate tab on Roger's migration. Oh, I will say uh, to those people that were, we were trying the Reimagine app, Yes, uh, I did try going through it, and I am also getting prompted to either get a trial or sign up for membership. So, so it I guess seems that like they pulled the plug okay. on the free. <laughs> so I guess too many of, of you must have done it. So it's okay, but you get <laughs> yeah. a week's trial. Let me reach out to the person um, at My Heritage who sent me the link, mm-hmm. and I'll see if there's some way for next weekend that we can get that one back. Okay. Thanks so much for everybody for contributing. Kyle, good to have you here. Thanks for being here as always. I love being on. Thank you for having me. Look for Kyle's writings in Business Insider and so many others. And Brian, next weekend it'll be our Canada Day long weekend edition. Wow. Cool. Coming up fast. In the meantime, enjoy your TD Jazz Fest and the Ska and Reggae Fest. We'll leave you with the One Voice Children's Choir. (laughs) 